Coming up this week on episode 89 of the Odd Dad Out podcast, I've got jury duty this week. Yay! And it's not even the first time. Somehow, everything in the news just came up China this week. Even down to the jackass of the week, where a guy seems to think that tofu is just only for vegans. But then it lightened things up a bit and actually learn a little something with a couple of special guests for this week's featured podcast, Varmints. Evening on that out podcast in five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the Odd Dad Out Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. I am your host, as always, the ever-so-chipper <laughs> Adam Miggins, and this is the show where I share my twisted little stories and whatnots and going on in my life, and I, I share some weird news and make fun of people and wrap it all up with a podcast that I think you need to listen to because, like I always say, sharing is caring. So, before I, I jump into things, I do want to uh, uh, mention something I've kind of neglected and I always said I was going to do and I just, I I always find it hard, at least within the the, the way that I do the show to work in reading reviews or, or at least acknowledging the people who do review the show in iTunes or Apple Podcasts, wherever it is that they're finding it. And so it's always been kind of hard for me because I, I, I'm kind of bullshitting for an hour. And so trying to work something in like that and just to formally acknowledge it, it's a little trickier. But I do want to thank everybody who's uh, left me reviews in Apple Podcasts or iTunes again, whatever it is, whatever it was called at the time that or app or whatever you used. Because I know it's different if it's like on your phone or on the computer. I don't really totally know. I use Android. So, sorry. But, anyway, I do want to give a big shout out and a big thank you to the What It Do podcast, Hungry Joe 12, uh, Chris the Mole Man, Still Dave in Wisconsin? It says W-I. I think that's Wisconsin. Yeah, I think W-Y is Wyoming, right? I can't remember my state abbreviations right now uh heroic villain 12 uh, dr toboggan o'neill 5299 comic book nation 45 of course the pizza podcast the crazy town podcast nerds with words boondoggle the pod couple uh, tiny jolene enazoria which I believe is is Gareth from Gareth Random Ramblings, and of course my my original uh, podcast partner in crime, uh, the Loco Newman. Uh, thank you everybody for your reviews and all and all the the great things that everybody said, and it's the uh, it's too much to go i mean i was uh, somewhere in the 15 16 i can't read all of that right now and a lot of them i've read before but thank you to everybody because it really seeing getting any feedback and seeing that all the stuff that you guys say and the stuff you dig about the show uh interestingly enough everybody likes to likes the the episode where i talk about having poisoned myself and my son whatever but Thank you, because it, it really just kind of is, is awesome to me seeing anybody, you know, that anybody's listening and that they're, it's just, I, it, it's the little things that kind of, uh, what Dave Jackson say, it, that's the, that's what puts gas in your tank when you're doing this is just getting that little bit of feedback and getting that sort of recognition. It was like, Hey, yeah, it's a good show. It's, you know, you're not talking to yourself out there. It's, it's, it's really cool. And it's really awesome of all of you guys. 
And if you want to show your appreciation, you can leave me a review in Apple Podcasts or iTunes or the, the Apple Ecosphere thing. Or if you're like me and you use an Android and you really don't want to go through the hassle of of doing all that in iTunes and Apple-y whatever, who's a Watson? Uh, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash out, and leave me a review there because I personally find that a hell of a lot easier and you can do it from anywhere because come on, let's be fair. Everybody's got Facebook on their phone. Everybody's or, or just drop me a line on Twitter at odd dad out and just say, Hey, dig the show, you know, two thumbs up, whatever. That's just is that does the same for me. I don't need some fancy iTunes review or whatever. That's really, I don't care about that. Uh, you know, if you, but if you want to do it, go ahead. Sure. What the hell? Or better yet, tell a friend, tell a friend or hijack your friend's phone and subscribe to the show and just like stick it. No, listen to this asshole. That's it. That's what you need to do. Steal your friend's phone, subscribe to the show on their phone, shove their earphones in there and just say, listen to this crazy bastard. Yep. That's what you need to do. Better than any iTunes review. Yep. Anyway. <laughs> um, on, so back to getting back on track because, you know, me and staying on track is just impossible. But yeah, like I said at the beginning, I've got jury duty. I've got jury duty tomorrow. Which, you know, just royally sucks. Um, and, and like I said, it's not the first time I've had jury duty either. And I'm trying to remember like the little video they show you when you got to go to jury duty about all the rules and regulations and why the hell am I getting picked again and all this kind of crap. Because I know there's like time limits and oh, you can only get picked so so often and all that sort of crap. And it's like, it's, it's been like three years, at least like two and a half years. But one of the, like the last time I got picked was for a uh, county. It was like I had to go all the way downtown to the county courthouse. The, the today or, or tomorrow is like local city jury duty. So it's probably like traffic court or something like that. So I think it's like, oh, yeah, it's this court is this time. I'm in this court's that time. Of it. But I'm just like, man, I'm I'm if, if you if you've had to serve jury duty, I don't know what it is in other states, but I know in the state of Arizona, when you get called for jury duty, you have to like go and register online and basically put in your, in my case, try and put in for an exemption or an excuse. And it's like, hey, can I get out of this shit? I've got kids. I've got to stay home and take care of my kids. This is really, you know, difficult for me to show up for du jury duty. And basically both times, you know, like I've put in uh, like, oh, you know, care for you know a family member or whatever like i'm a caretaker blah 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 and they basically like no taking care of your kids is not a, a valid excuse for jury duty like um honestly I that's just kind of bullshit like my my kids are two and four if you know i if they were going to be in daycare or i could put them in daycare or whatever they would be there i wouldn't be using that as an excuse so that's kind of bullshit, but yeah, apparently that's not a valid reason. And so if you put basically, it's like anything short of my, you know, I think it's, it's like if you have to basically be like a breastfeeding mother to use that as an excuse, which is bullshit. But you know, last time I went, it, it was just, it had, I had to go all the way. Cause again, it was County. And so I had to drive all the way down to downtown Phoenix to the county courthouse in the middle of fucking downtown Phoenix. And I had to be there at like 730 in the damn morning. And for those of you playing the home game, that's about 40 miles from my house through morning rush hour traffic driving straight into the heart of the city from like four suburbs away. And holy shit, fuck. God, I hate, I hate driving with rush hour traffic, but trying to do that and trying to drive into downtown from way the hell out where I live is just hell on normal circumstances. That's a nightmare to do on a Tuesday at one in the afternoon, let alone with rush hour traffic. 
And then, of course, there's everybody reporting for jury duty. And I will give it to the city of Phoenix and Maricopa County and everything when it comes to they, they got their stuff kind of some uh, somewhat streamlined because there's a lot of courthouses. It's like the federal courthouse and there's grand jury selection and there's all these like, multiple courthouses, multiple things downtown. <clears throat> and then they just have a single parking complex for jury duty. Like if you're reporting for jury duty, this is the building you park here and there is a shuttle or actually a series of shuttles that will take you and it, and it stops at the various buildings. Like, Oh, you're stopping for this jury duty. Get off here. If you're stopping for this stuff here, all I was like, so it's, it's kind of efficient. Um, it doesn't mean that I don't still have to drive into the middle of the fucking city, but it's at least, you know, semi efficient doing it that way. And then everybody unloads into, you know, jury and all that crap. And, uh, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, uh, I, I'm glad that I'm, that I'm, I've got local jury duty and the courthouse, you know, like the city of surprise is not all that big and downtown, big air quotes, downtown surprise and the, the city office complexes and like city hall and the courthouse and all that stuff, you know, all that is like five minutes from my house. So, you know, yay to that. I still don't want to fucking go to jury duty. Um, but one of the things that they do, and again, I don't know if it's like this when in other states, but when you get your card and you check in, but it has a little thing that basically says the day before, the day before your, your jury duty, you call after five to check to make sure that it's still on or like, oh, you're given a secondary reporting time or something like that. And it'll tell you, oh yeah. And it's like, you need to be there at 8 AM or you need to be there at 1 PM or whatever. And <clears throat> so I'm, I'm really hoping, really, 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 really hoping that this time I don't have to go because it sucks. Um, when I went last time and I, I, again, I had to go all the fucking way downtown and not only was it like, oh yeah, you've got to go in and all this crap. And I'm sitting there and you know, you're sitting there because they're like, oh yeah, you have to report and be there at, like by eight and then all this stuff. And like, and then they do like roll call or whatever the hell. And they do like this whole, like, you know, the, the rules and the responsibilities and the, the, it's, it's your, it's a, a privilege to serve on a jury. It's like, fuck. For those, there are people that are, that are fine and dandy and think it's a great right and privilege and they're, they're thrilled to serve on a jury. Let them serve on a jury. I don't want to. Like, never mind that it totally fucks up with my life and like, I take care of my kids and <clears throat> I work at night. This shit will mess me up. I can't afford to miss the time from work. I can't afford to not, I, I, I can't have anybody take care of my kids. So, you know, if there's somebody out there that wants to serve on a jury, great, go for it. Let them serve. The people who don't want to, the people who want out of it, let them out. Because and a lot of them will make up bullshit excuses to get out of it because they don't want to serve. And they're going to make shit jurors. <laughs> Same. And I'm not talking about those people that are like super enthusiastic because they want to go in and fry a bastard. That's a whole other thing, but that'll get weeded out in the questions. But I remember when we're like, we're sitting there and there's like 50 of us in this room. And, you know, of course, everybody's got a number and blah, blah, blah. And they, you know, they stand up and they ask you a bunch of questions. Do you have anything that, it, you know, that uh, would make like that you feel would make it so you cannot serve. And of course I told them again, I take care of my kids all day. Like my wife works during the day. I work at night. I take care of my kids. I'm Mr. Mom during the day. And the judge is being kind of an asshole. And he's like, Oh, you know, well, like, don't you have any family or friends or neighbors or somebody? I was like, no, I was like daycare is expensive. That's why I take care of my kids. I was like, well, who's watching your kids now? I was like, my sister took the day off of work just so I could come here, which is what's happening tomorrow, which is, which is only a possibility because my sister is self-employed. And so she was able to rearrange her, her clients on that day to come and watch my boys. It's the same thing she's going to have to do for me tomorrow. I'm really hoping 
for both our sakes, she doesn't have to do that. Because, never mind it, my two boys are a handful. She has two kids of her own. She has a a two-year-old. And she has a newborn. I lose track of how old she is. She's like six months old or something. No. All those, no. And yeah, she's got four kids like I do. But her two older kids are in high school. So, yeah, it's, it's, I I don't want to, and even if, I did have, like, I've got her for tomorrow for me to go in and say, hey, assholes, I can't fucking do jury duty. I can't be here for an extended period of time because I have to take care of my kids. But, you know, last time the judge is being a dick and he's just like, hey, you need to find somebody. Like, you need to find some way that you can be here for the, like, five or six days while we do, like, um, I told him, I was like, I'll talk to my wife and see what we can do. And they basically, I told her, like, the only way that I'm going to be able to do this is if my wife takes off of work, which then turns into the, oh, well, then it becomes financial hardship because suddenly all income in my household is gone for that time and it's unpaid. So it's like, yeah, then they finally excuse me. But that's after I've been at fucking jury duty since seven o'clock and they made us go on fucking lunch I was like, really, asshole? Make me go to fucking lunch? I told you I can't do it. I, I have no way to serve, especially driving the fuck down town every day. Hell no. But I didn't get out of there until three in the afternoon. Bullshit. I didn't get out of there until three in the damn afternoon and have to drive back home at three in the damn afternoon. Fucking bullshit. He's like, and again, it's like an hour for me to get back home. And, it, ah, God, fuck. I hate jury duty. I think most people hate jury duty. I'm not, and I think that's fairly universal. Again, there are people that are super excited and like, yeah, it's a great thing. It's like, let the old people who want to be jurors be jurors. You know, and there were some people that were there that I felt like their, their reasoning and their excuses that they got dismissed for were some more bullshit. Some were like, oh, I've got, you know, police in my family. Or there was one guy who just straight up said, I hate cops. You know, whatever the case is, I'm going to side with the cops because one time, you know, I got beat up by cops. So I was like, really, man, that's what you're going to go with. I was like, I got, I got beat up by a cop once. I hate all cops. Fuck you pigs and that shit like that. As an old Mexican dude, I'm like, you know what? I legit think maybe you had a bad experience with police. I seriously doubt that is going to keep you from fairly, uh, you know, trying or like performing your task as a juror. For me, it's just, I can't fucking go. Never mind, I don't want to, but I can't fucking be there. And, you know, other people were like, oh, I've got like these medical bills or I've got to, I've got to do this or I've got to do that or, I've got medical treatments I've got to go to, or I've got this thing that I can't get away from, or blah, blah, blah. Like, just me watching all these people drop as they're like, you know, me being a responsible parent is less important than somebody who just hates cops. I was like, really? Like, I'm sorry, my kids are a hell of a lot more important to me and to, you know, normal humanity. Taking care of my children is a hell of a lot fucking more important then that guy over there who just doesn't like cops and can't get over it. I'm sorry. You know, you want to be an uptight fucking guy you know, or bullshit about it and pretend to be an uptight fucking guy who hates cops just so you don't have to do jury duty. But it was funny because, and if you follow me on Twitter, there, and I posted up kind of the, hey, here's a preview of the show. And a bunch of people, like, including uh, Chris from the Couch Potato Files, and... Uh, I'm assuming Paul from Varmints were even telling me, it's like, hey, here's what to like, tell him you host a podcast about police corruption. And, uh, like, Chris saying, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, pretend to be racist. Uh, so you want to fry. I remember when I was in high school, my, my calculator, uh, algebra teacher, uh, saying he always got out of jury duty because he told everybody that he wanted, that he like, I don't, it's like, if they're here, they're guilty. It's like, I don't care. It's like somehow they did something to get here. They're guilty. So like, I was like, it's like, I have no problem serving on a jury, but 
whoever is here, they're guilty. <laughs> and like they don't they don't like that guy. <laughs> so he got out of it pretty much every time. Uh, if only I could, I, I'm too honest. That's my problem. I'm too honest when it comes to that shit. I'm not going to make up some reasoning like, oh, I'm a screaming racist. Fuck you. You know, whatever, a person of whatever race that's going to be involved or I can't pretend to be a, a level of asshole that I'm not because it's, I'm just too damn honest, which sucks. Sometimes I really wish I could bullshit my way through stuff like that because it makes shit so much easier when you can just lie and say you're a screaming racist but nowadays you don't nowadays you don't even know man like you, you can't even like try and play the racist card to get out of jury duty because next thing you, you're gonna get lynched when you walk out of the damn door but anyway that's enough bitching about jury duty for one week i think uh, i'm hoping i get out of it i really am or that at least i'm not there all damn day again uh, and my boss always tells me like, yeah, I get out of it every time. I was like, it's for one reason or another, I get excused or they like, don't call my group or whatever. It's like, yeah, don't call my group. Let's not call my group. That's fine. Uh, so yeah, that's, here's hoping, but that is, that, that's enough with the jury duty. Ah, okay. So I'm going to take a quick Potter and family promo break. And when I come back, we'll take a strange trip through China in the news. Hey there, podcast fans. I'm Matt. I'm Joe. And I'm Becky. And every Tuesday, we're getting goofy and geeking out on pre-recorded live. We talk nerdy news. Movies, comics, and TV. Video games, music, and potpourri. Wait, what? Potpourri? Pine cones and dried wood chips and dried flowers and stuff? No, like, you know, whatever. So I could have just said whatever? I think that's better. Okay, so let's say video games, music, and whatever. So check us out online at prereclive.wix.com backslash podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcasting app. Don't worry, guys, I'll let that potpourri part out. Terrific. Mysteries, conspiracies, weird history, and the unexplained. A new topic each week. So join me, Curse the Mole Man, as we crack open a beer and maybe have a few laughs as we explore the weird and the strange of the Couch Potato Files. Check out a new episode every Friday at thecouchpotatofiles.com. All right, all right, all right. Just a reminder, you can get the links to all of these stories and some pictures and stuff in the show notes at odddeadout.blogspot.com. And once again, for some reason, the news just took me through China this week. Starting off with... And they're, they're not too crazy. I'll, I'll admit that it's probably... It's more of just because China... I kind of pick on Japan because there's so many J Japanese stereotypes that are just weird. But I th it's, we're going to go with because China this week. Uh, starting off with a Hong Kong man who makes tiny houses from concrete pipes. Yeah, I, I don't know if you, you're familiar with the tiny house movement and all these people that are like making these micro houses that are like, you know, glorified tree houses. But they'll be like, fully plumbed and they'll have, you know, showers and, and stoves and things like this. And with it's like a house for two people who, you know, basically want to be able to move. And I've seen like that, that show, I think it's on TLC, the tiny houses. And some of them are really elaborate and really crazy, but it's like you, you can take your house wherever, which is good in one way and terrible in another way. Cause somebody could steal your house. But all that aside, um, an architect in Hong Kong, which happens to be one of the most populous cities in the world, like crap ton of people in Hong Kong, not a lot of actual space, um, has created a tiny house from old concrete water pipes. You know, those giant, like eight foot diameter, like sewage pipes. And he's basically made little tiny houses out of those. 
that are about a thousand square feet of living space and they've got, you know, mini fridges and a shower and it's got like a little bench couch thing that converts into a bed and it's, it's, it's actually kind of cool. And I've, I've, I, there's a video, uh, I've got, again, there's a video in the show notes of this place and it's really cool. And as far as like tiny house designs go, these are, these are cool because they're stackable and kind of like they're pipes. So they can literally string them together and stack them and just build like scaffolding stairs. And he's got kind of a mock-up of basically almost like an apartment building made of all of these little mini houses stacked up together and just stairs going up to each of the doors. And it's, it's a kind of a nifty thing. And, and it's, it's kind of his solution to the, the Chinese population and housing crisis because they can't build, they basically just have to keep building skyscrapers and skyscrapers and skyscrapers up to the damn, you know, freaking moon for all of the people. Cause there's just so damn many people in a country that has a one child only rule. I don't even know if they still have that. That's always what they talk about, but like that supposedly has a one child only rule. There's, there's a metric fuck ton of people in this city. And like, I saw some things where there's like, people are living in like, you know, six, I think it's like 63 cubic feet, you know, basically living in a closet. Harry Potter's got more space in his closet under the stairs than some people that live, that are paying a fuck ton of money to live in, in Hong Kong. And so this guy's like, Hey, I can make these houses, like little micro apartments, four people out of old sewage pipes and we can like stick them under bridges in like empty spaces that are already there. It's like, Oh, there's this space in, in this area or there's this like gap between two buildings. We can put some of these right here. It's, it's like, great. Hey, they fit in a lot of places and we can make use of minimal empty space and build these and houses. And they're better than some of the spaces that a lot of people are living in. Because since the housing problem, like there's so many people and so few houses, housing is expensive as shit. I think there's, I saw a thing where it said that somebody paid like some ungodly, like $6,000 per square foot for one apartment in, in Hong Kong recently. That's just dumb. But you know what's even more dumb? These things are illegal in Hong Kong. <laughs> The, the the tiny houses and these houses made from kind of un like n- uncommon materials are currently illegal, and uh, and so they're trying to get these things like there are people making home like houses out of shipping containers and things like that, and it's perfectly legal to make them, but it's illegal to live in them, and so they're trying to get the laws changed. Like, hey, we have a, a at least a temporary solution for the housing thing. Can we actually live in these fucking houses? Because I can make a house here and I can put it and I've got space for it. I can make a house so I don't have to, you know, live in a closet. So let's, let's change some laws. So they're trying to change the laws to do that. So, you know, here goes, you know, for all those people in, in China and Hong Kong, especially who really need these houses, you know, here's hoping they, they fix the laws. Moving on. Chinese dress seller models products himself. Yep, extra emphasis on the himself. A, a Chinese man who sells dresses on kind of, I, I don't know what type of, I guess it's kind of like Etsy. It's called AliExpress. Has gone viral for posting images of himself modeling the products. Which is kind of, it's just kind of funny. And I guess, you know, there was a story about like one person who said, oh, they found, they were like, there's a, a place where you can buy prom dresses and wedding dresses, but they didn't want like the stock images. They didn't want some model in the dress and the dress is obviously custom tailored to the model. And it looks, it's kind of stock photos of here's the dress. And so he, rather than paying somebody, he, he just puts on the dress and you get, you know, skinny Chinese guy taking pictures of himself in all these dresses. It's kind of funny. But, you know, way to go, dude, because it really is kind of, it's, it's, it's smart for him, both 
uh, from a hey it's you know not costing him anything to take pictures of himself in a dress well i guess when you look at it he's not he's completely in the picture so somebody's taking the pictures for him but you know, he's it's, it's like hey you want to see what the dress looks like here and it's not on some like un like unattainable model or whatever. It's like it's on a dude. So this is like, what are you gonna focus on? The dress. You're not like, oh, she's so pretty. No, or I don't have that figure. <laughs> like you're probably not gonna have his figure, but you got a good idea of what the dress looks like. So you know, good on him. And it's it's you know, it's a thing. <laughs> it's kind of a catch. It's it's kind of a hey. It's a great marketing thing. Check out the the guy who sell you know who models his own dresses you know and i'm not even like i'm not even gonna like rip on the guy or like oh you know it's a man in a dress like it's funny because it's a guy in a dress but it's funny not because it's a guy in a dress but it's because it's a guy modeling dresses for his like little web store and so it's it's good i'm not again not hating on the guy it's just a funny story because it's 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 out of the ordinary that's all and like i said there's there's not too much I can hate on the people in the, in the stories this week. It just happened that all the news came up China. <laughs> and I do have a picture of this guy in this long blue dress. And again, there's, I mean, there's links to the full article with tons more pictures, but I've on, in the show notes, I've got a picture of this dude in this long blue dress. He's like a middle-aged, skinny, rather ordinary looking Chinese dude in this really nice dress. And there are a lot of really nice dresses. So, you know, Good on you, dude. But speaking of of cross-dressing people, a woman finds out her boyfriend is in fact a woman. Uh, After her live-in boyfriend of over a year mysteriously disappeared, a Chinese woman discovered that he, air quotes, was in fact a woman in disguise. Yeah, not even a case of, like... You know, you thought that, like, you didn't realize that your boyfriend was a woman and you found out in bed or something. You're like, nope. Was, in fact, in disguise. She's now looking into taking legal action against her ex and his or her uh, parents after she had spent over 300,000 yuan. I can't, I don't know what the pronunciation is of Chinese currency is on, on him, her, uh, feel, and this is kind of feeling she got ripped off. It's like, so basically the way this goes, they're dating. And this, this woman's like, you know, divorced. She's got a kid and this, you know, this guy comes along and is kind of flirting with her and hitting on her. And, and they end up dating. They end up moving in together. And then out of the blue, he just kind of disappears. And so she starts kind of like, she figures she's like, yeah, she just left me and took off with somebody else or whatever, but something kind of seemed fishy. And so she kind of started investigating. It was like, Hey, where, where did he go? What's going on? Like doing a little public record search. I don't know if you can do public record search in China, but whatever, uh, pulled up their driver's license, which listed his, uh, gender as female. He's like, what? She actually goes back to meet his parents. Well, she like met his parents before and they were really, really cool and they were like, yeah, fine, great. But goes back to meet his parents and she's like, what the hell is this shit? And she's kind of feeling she got scammed. She spent, he'd spent all this money kind of lavishing gifts and things all over and on this, on this guy to find out. It was like, ID says he's a, he's a woman. Are you guys ripping me off? What the hell's going on? And the parents are like, we have nothing. Like, what are you talking about? He's like, you know, you're full of shit. Like, our daughter didn't do anything to you. You know, they're thinking that this is just some financial dispute. And he's like, so you admit that this is your daughter, not a son. He was like, of course it's our daughter. She's just kind of a tomboy. And the parents are just are thoroughly convinced that like, no, you had to know that was a woman. And you're like, uh, no, I thought this was a guy. She used the men's room. She looks like a guy, you know, and she kind of, you know, she's sitting there feeling like these people are, you know, scamming me or something. And so, like I said, now she's suing them, uh, you know, suing the mysteriously missing ex and 
and parents for all the money. It's like, yeah, I, I can't blame her. You know, it's and it and I'm I'm not even gonna fault them and say like, yeah, it was it was, it was a woman who was kind of disguised as a man, but that's not so much the problem as the took this chick for all this money and then disappeared. That's the part that's really fucked up. It's much less the the imper- male impersonator and more about the, you know, fucked off with all this money. So, yeah, that sucks. And I, I really feel bad for her because you know, what's she going to do? And apparently this isn't even an isolated incident. Apparently there are, there was even a few more cases of this happening uh, in China where, and I'm gonna, just going to say it, Chinese or Asian men in general, Japanese and Chinese men especially, can be very gender neutral, like very asexual looking. And it is very easy. Sometimes Asian men are very effeminate looking. And as a result, Asian women can pass as those effeminate looking Asian men. And so you can't really tell. They're all very generally fair uh, featured. They're generally softer featured. So it's entirely plausible that you would not know given the right clothes, like right clothes, right hairstyle, you may not be able to tell a male from a female, which sucks. And I'm going to say it's not a problem you typically have with uh, non-Asians, basically, because it's almost explicitly a, an Asian thing. Um, like, you know, don't, don't get all racially insensitive on me or anything. It's like white people don't have that problem. Black people don't so much have that problem. Um you know, Hispanics generally don't have that problem. The only way any of any other racial group really is going to get gender crossed is if they're a drag queen. And then you're trying. With the right hair and makeup and outfit, even I could look like a woman. You know, I've got the long hair for it, but I'm not shaving my legs. I don't care. Anyway, <laughs> uh, this brings me to probably another weak transition. Um, something this, this woman might want to look into. Chinese app offers designated drinker service for businessmen. So apparently in China, uh, heavy drinking is kind of a, a thing. Uh, Very specifically, it's a major part of, of negotiating like business deals and things like that. Like you go out, you to the you go out to the bar, or and like even in America, there's like a lot of business deals are done in strip clubs. And not that I know this from personal experience, but come on, everybody's seen The Sopranos. But yeah, there's like a lot of business deals that are done in and in, in in clubs and in 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 comfortable environments, or even just go out to dinner and you're doing a lot of shots or whatever. But a lot of these, there's a lot of of heavy drinking that's part of you know just doing business. And so there is an online kind of like an Uber ish kind of service in China that they offer not only designated drivers to get these drunken businessmen and their cars home, but also a designated drinker service to just do the heavy drinking for them. And people that are like registered in this service and, and are like, how much can they drink and what, what's their beverage of choice and things like that. Like, oh, I can drink an entire keg and and I'm fine. Or I can drink five bottles of wine and be fine or whatever. I can do 20 shots, whatever. <clears throat> but they're like all braided and everything about what they can do. So, you know, uh, Miss Boyfriend is actually her girlfriend might want to look into signing up to be one of those and just drink her problems away and get paid for it. But yeah, it's like you're basically getting paid to drink if you are actually one of these people. And I'm pretty sure you couldn't have this service here for obvious reasons, like in the States, you know, the, the uh, designated driver side of it. I think Uber even actually does that, but the designated driver thing. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think you could have a designated drinker service. I don't think they could actually, I don't think it's legal in, in the States to pay somebody to drink for you. At least not in an official capacity. That's it's it's weird, but I totally I totally understand it because 
you know, lots of alcohol impairs your judgment and you don't want impaired drunk judgment when you're trying to negotiate a contract. So yeah, pay somebody to do the drinking for you. So yeah, so <laughs> only in China. Yep. Hashtag because China. So again, and not too much. I'm not so much making fun of, of, of Chinese stuff today. Just a lot. It was just weird stuff. It was like, you know what? This was more educational. It was educational about some weird stuff in China and the Chinese housing crisis. And apparently there just aren't models enough for all the dresses. So sometimes you have to model your own dresses. But, you know, that's not, that's not that bad. But, of course, one thing is missing. It's time for the Jackass of the Week. <coughs> Vegan Blast Girl's Tofu Recipe for Appropriation. Yeah, so like this unnamed vegan started ranting at a girl online after after he complimented her on her tofu recipe because he found out she wasn't also vegan. He starts ranting and raging at her claiming tofu is for vegans and, and, and it's only for vegans and vegetarians and that... Uh, you making tofu recipes and eating tofu is appropriation and you're just doing it to be hip and cool. It's some people, this is a lifestyle choice and, and you're just appropriating it to be cool. And she's like, no, I just don't like meat. So I eat tofu. That's it. But <clears throat> and so, oh, and she's like ranting and raving and raging at this, at this girl who just happens to like tofu. I don't know why. Fuck. Bleh. You know, sorry. I want a steak, not a, a, a soy log. But, like, this girl prefers tofu. And so she made a bunch of recipes for tofu. Guess what? Alton Brown from Good Eats has tofu recipes in his cookbooks. Not a vegetarian. Uh, but yeah, it's like, oh, it's only, like, tofu is only for vegetarians and vegans. And it's made for vegetarians and vegans. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> and, and I hate people who are, who aren't misinformed. They're just ignorant for their own sake. They th like, and in this spe specific case, they, they think that tofu was invented as a meat substitute for vegans and vegetarians and people who don't eat, who don't eat meat. No. <laughs> And why am I, why did this end up here? Because tofu was invented by the Chinese. By accident. <laughs> That's it. It, it. It's kind of a staple of Japanese cuisine because in China and Japan, meat is expensive. Period. It's just like, especially in Japan, it's an, it's an island chain. It's like cattle, hard to come by. Fucking expensive. You know, it's it's harder to come by meat in these small in in these countries like especially like what we look at is like livestock land meat it's like they've got chicken there's a lot of chicken there's a lot of seafood but beef harder to come by pork a little bit harder to come by easier than beef but tofu soybeans fucking everywhere there's soybeans all over the place they use soybeans in a ton of stuff so like soy is, is a huge part of the Asian diets in a very general way. Always, it's, it, ever since they invented tofu in China for a bajillion years ago, it's, it's been a major part of the diet. It was appropriated <laughs> by vegetarians and vegans because it is animal free. The funny thing about that is, Tofu tends to get flavored with beef, like animal product. It's like, oh, you don't want to bite, you know, like you don't want a steak, you, but you would like tofu that tastes like steak. Guess what? They soak it in beef broth. Yeah, that's how they do it. Tofu is basically a sponge. You wring it all out and then you soak it in a flavorful thing. To make it taste like that thing. So you soak tofu in beef broth. You now have beefy tofu. 
and it's just kind of like the consistency of like i don't cream cheese or i don't know i don't eat tofu because i'd rather eat a steak but yeah this person is bitching and ranting and raving at this girl for appropriating vegan culture like it's not a culture it's just a diet uh and so many, so many, and, and this is obviously the kind of vegetarian or vegan that is doing it to be hip <laughs> because you're getting all fucking social justice warrior on a girl who just happens to like tofu. It's like, I have an ex-girlfriend who was a vegetarian for a while and ate veggie burgers and she still eats veggie burgers to my knowledge because she just liked veggie burgers. That's it. It's like she gave up being a vegetarian because, well, it's tough being a vegetarian in high school in Texas. And it's easier to, you know, it's like trying to pass up a regular hamburger or chicken or, or barbecue chicken. It's like, be in Texas and not eat barbecue. It just gets tough. So, yeah, but still likes veggie burgers. And even, like, I know the guys on from... uh pre-recorded live they talk about the veggie burgers that they prefer a veggie burger a lot of the time and they'll see like yeah it's like i either want like this super deluxe awesome beef for my burger or i'd rather have a, a veggie burger i'm like sure okay you want a bean sprout burger or tofu or whatever go ahead that's you but to say that you know you're appropriating vegan or vegetarian culture you're not appropriating shit you're choosing a a protein product in a in a meal it's just food like again the vegans and vegetarians appropriated a a food from china and japan to fit their thing so fuck you mr random vegan dumb fuck who doesn't know what he's talking about you know Making a little girl, I wouldn't say little girl, she's, you know, teen, young lady, uh, making this girl, you know, trying to make, she was perfectly like, dude, you're back to fuck up. But like trying to put down this girl due to your own ignorance because you're a dumb fuck, Mr. Unnamed Vegan Man. And because, you know, and I've, I've said it about a lot of people, but I think this guy is definitely a jackass. But <laughs> I'm going to take one last quick Potter and Family break. And I will be back with this week's recommended listening feature with a couple of very special guests to talk about varmints. Do you know what I hate, Bex? What's that? Movie trailers. Seriously, we go to the movies, we pay a shit ton of money to go and actually see the movie, and then I've got to wait 10-15 minutes to watch like 7 or 8 trailers for movies some of them I don't give a shit about, some of them I do, but I've seen them like 18 times on YouTube already, I don't want to see it, just play the goddamn movie! But isn't that what this is? What? Isn't this like a, you know, like a trailer for our podcast, Gareth's Random Ramblings, that we try and do every single week? that you can find on Spreaker and iTunes, or you can check out on garrisrandomramblings.space. You know what? I love trailers, they're the best. He's just a guy, he loves to ramble randomly across the wire, it's Gareth. Hi, this is Emily Prokop from The Story Behind, which is a podcast about the extraordinary history behind the ordinary. What does that mean? It means whenever my ADHD gets the best of me, I begin to wonder the stories behind everyday objects. This is the story behind sporks, behind chewing gum, behind hoodies, places. This is the story behind Mount Rushmore. This is the story behind speakeasies or people. This is the story behind Uncle Sam. This is the story behind Betty White. Everything has a backstory, and from what I've noticed from doing the show, not everything is as plain and simple as history books may have you believe. Join me Mondays and Thursdays on your favorite podcast app or at thestorybehindpodcast.com. And thanks for listening. Recommended listening. Hey, my name's Paul, and I'm not an animal expert. I'm Donna, and I'm not an animal expert either. And together we do a podcast about animals called Varmints. 
Every week we pick an animal, do a bunch of research on it, and bring you some interesting facts about that animal. But we don't stop there. We talk about that animal in movies, TV, and other pop culture. And we talk about whether or not that animal would make a tasty dish, and how intelligent we think it is on the scale of 1 to 10. It's exactly like one of those fancy PBS nature documentaries. Except with more poo jokes! New episodes go live every Thursday wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Or you can visit us at BlazingCaribouStudios.com. <laughs> Varmints! Varmints! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so <clears throat> Varmints is probably one of the most recent shows that I've started listening to, and it's one of those shows where. It's much like Twisted Philly, where I'd heard the name, and I'd heard of the show a bunch of times, and I'd heard it from, I've heard it brought up on different shows, and I've heard Paul and Donna uh, as, and as guests on other shows, but I never was like, I was never totally, like, interested. I really was like, eh, whatever, it's, I, I wasn't so much intrigued, but I just kind of heard of them. And then I... It was, I just like had made a post. I think it was during just like a, a podcast backlog, I guess, of, uh, and like saying, it's like, yeah, I, I can't listen to any of my shows. Like anything that I listen to, I really can't listen to anything but tech shows in the car with my kids because everything I listen to is, is explicit. Everything, everything's got people that they're swearing. And like, I swear on this show, but, my kids don't listen to my show. The only time, and whenever you do hear like an occasion where my kids are on the show, like during the National Podcast Month, I don't swear. And I kind of make try to make it a point not to swear around my kids. I'm not going to say I don't, but I try. <laughs> and so I, I, you know, make it a point. I don't listen to shows with swearing. Because, of course, if the boys start swearing in front of my wife, she's going to blame me, even though it's more likely her. But that's a whole other thing. But uh, when, again, when I kind of posted that up, one of the responses I got was a recommendation for varmints and saying it's completely, you know, it's, it's kid friendly, it's clean, and it's about animals. And so I kind of look into it and I'm like, okay, well, and I start listening. Like, this is a cool show. Like, it's It's educational. It's silly. <laughs> they have a funny way, like funny, like, you know, humorous way of teaching you all these facts about whatever animals. And it, it's pretty cool. And so I started playing it while I was driving the boys to school. And it, it took them a little while to kind of, to, to kind of, it, it had to grow on them a little bit. And I think it's because they got so used to me playing music. And so I'm suddenly playing a podcast. And I'm telling him, it's like, no, listen to it. It's about this animal. It's about beavers. It's about, and so it took a few episodes for them to kind of, you know, I think it was just find the right animal, you know, what's the, an animal that they were going to be interested in that when they start talking about it, they were going to, they were going to stop and focus and listen. But as soon as they got that like first one, and I honestly cannot remember which one it was. I think it was, I don't want to say it was, no, I think it was otters. Because every, like kids love otters, because otters are cute, and it was kind of a big part of that episode. Otters are cute, but it was either chickens or otters, and it was when they were doing they were on break over the holidays, and so they were kind of re-releasing their favorite shows, and so the boys were listening to that, and they really started digging it and learning new facts. And again, they love otters. They actually have like otter books and things like that because otters are cute. Everybody, I think everybody can agree otters are cute, but. Yeah, it was just kind of, and it, there was that click, and suddenly the boys want to listen to varmints, and they're asking me what, you know, I'm just checking, hey, what animals, what are we going to listen to today? And I'm like running down the list of animals and of what, you know, episodes, and, and some, and I'm digging this show, and my wife is giving me shit because I will listen to it. And I think the one that I, I got the most excited for, and I, I straight up like had a, a cheesy, you know, squee moment was the uh, platypus episode because you know, like they said, they, they do a segment of the show where they talk about whatever said animal in pop culture and movies and TV. And so they did the platypus and I'm like, there's no way 
they're going to do platypus without doing Perry the platypus. And like, they're going to reference, they're going to go like in the pop culture segment, they're going to talk about Perry the platypus from Phineas and Ferb. Like, nope. They straight up opened the show with the Agent P song. I'm like, and as soon as I heard that doobie doobie doo, I was like, holy fuck, they're going to do it. And they played the entire, like, <laughs> the entire Perry the platypus song. As the opening of the show. And it's funny because like Paul had heard it. Donna had never heard it. And so it's the first time I ever heard her like actively laughing through the opening music, which I always assumed was just kind of put in aside, kind of like I do here where the music and everything is, is, is added in after the fact. And they, it was like, nope, they play the music live apparently. And in playing the music live, She's sitting there laughing through the Perry the Platypus song because it's hilarious because it's a secret agent platypus. And if you don't have that context of like, you know, he's, you know, Agent P is Perry the Agent P, Perry the Platypus, you know, semi-aquatic egg-laying mammal of action. And she just was tickled by that. And then just. Yeah, I was like, that was like, nope, you just made my whole episode. But then later on, when they played, like, here's a clip of what a platypus sounds like. And again, if you've ever watched Phineas and Ferb and you know Perry the Platypus makes one sound. And I'm not going to try and do it. But they go and play a clip of an actual platypus. And I'm like, holy shit, that's what a platypus actually sounds like. They're, they're little, little gurgly, growly noise that Perry makes. That's what they actually sound like. It's like they're kind of gurgly, growly underwater, and it's pretty much accurate. And I'm like, holy shit, that's what they actually sound like. And I literally stopped and texted my wife. I'm just like, holy shit, that's what a platypus really sounds like. At what point she calls me, what? <laughs> Why? I get this text from you. What are you talking about? And I was like, I'm listening to Varmints. And they're talking about a platypus. And they played the Perry the Platypus song, and then they played an actual platypus and an actual platypus actually sounds like perry and she just it's like really this is what you're texting me about this is so important i was like yes because we've seen every single episode of phineas and ferb and the boys have both a regular perry the platypus that makes the the sound and an agent p with his fedora and everything so like at, at one point we watch two hours of phineas and ferb every day so Perry the platypus was an important part of of our child's or all of our kids' upbringing. Speaking of kids, the the, the one segment on the show that's really cool and it's kind of like it really uh, hammers in that it is a show aimed at children and aimed well kind of aimed at parents and children to have fun and learn about animals is the Rugrats Corner, where they have a kid come on and kind of say something they know or a fact or something about the animal of the day and as such who better to bring on and and talk about varmints than my two oldest boys and kind of the ones that are more articulate in this matter oh trust me the little ones wanted to be on too but i figured that would just be too much chaos for one show so here is a little bit i did with my two older boys, Charlie and Damien. So, since they do the Rugrat Corner on Varmints, I've invited two of my Rugrats to join me today to talk about the show because this is a show that I actually let my kids listen to. So, I guess I will introduce you. Uh, go ahead. Uh, what's your name and how old are you? Hi, my name is Charlie, and I'm eight years old. Hi, my name is Damien, and I'm five years old. And Charlie, we where do we listen to varmints? We would normally listen to varmints on the way to school and back from school. Hey, Damien, you like listening to varmints? I like listening to varmints, yes. <laughs> What's your favorite show what's your favorite animal that they talked about my favorite animal is polar bears you like the polar bears yeah what about you charlie what was your favorite animal my favorite animal from varmints was actually komodo dragons 
All right. So, hey, Damien, what is your favorite animal? My favorite animal is an elephant because it because it drinks water and, and it splashes it all over it with its trunk. What about you, Charlie? What's your favorite animal? My favorite animal is, is a black bear because their colors of their fur, they change depending on the season. And That's pretty cool. And they're mostly only in caves or forests. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if they've done a show on black bears yet. I think we'd have to look, but that'd be pretty cool. All right. Well, I do want to... We're going to keep it quick. <laughs> but I just want to say thank you, Charlie. And thank you, Damien, for coming on really for this little bit and and talking about varmints and talking about your favorite animals because it was cool. Thanks, guys. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, you have no idea how much of work it was to get my boys to calm down long enough to, to sit down and, and do that. But it was really nice. And I, I felt like it, uh, with this show, with Varmints, it was most fitting to have them on because they're the reason I listen. Um, I mean, I absolutely I have no problem listening to the show without them. But they were kind of the inspiration for me to start listening to Varmints. And it's something that I like for them because it's it's educational and it's fun. And it's, it's, and they like it. Like I said, it took them a little bit because they were so used to listening to music all the time. But once they, they got into it, then they're, now they're really into it. And we're going through, you know, the back catalog because we listen every day. And oddly enough, I have a very long wait while we're picking up the boys and taking them to school every day. And so, yeah, we got, we, we burned through a lot of episodes. So I think we're going to get caught up pretty soon. I think I'm going to have to find something else to listen to on top of it. Or we'll just go back to music and we'll have like Varmint's Days. But you can find Varmint's at BlazingCaribouStudios.com. And they're among uh, multiple shows that are part of uh, Blazing Caribou Studios. But just click on Varmint's or and check them out. It's, it's, it's a fun show. It really is. I... I I'm really glad that it was recommended to me and and there were you know a few other people at the time that when it was first recommended it absolutely backed them up and were like yeah this is a great show for kids and to listen to and it's educational and it's it's just and it's and it's funny it's just a good time and so I I really like it and I absolutely if you have kids if you have kids absolutely you should be listening to Varmints because it's just a fun show. It's great for kids. It's it's and again, it's educational. It's fun. And I know I keep saying this over and over again because I am just a walking broken record. But I love when you can teach something in a fun way. Very old school Sesame Street. You learned because it was fun, and that's what Varmints does. And you learn everything about like what they eat. You know where do they live? And I've I've learned tons of things about animals and. and kind of misconceptions about animals and and reminders of pop culture things and you know angry beavers and things i love it i love the pop culture references because i'm i'm just a bundle of pop culture references myself but yeah it's it's just yeah it's 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 just a good time to be had by all when you're listening to varmints and the time flies by you don't realize it's it's almost an hour it's around an hour long show you don't realize that time just flies you look up and you're like, wow, I've been listening. It, you Time flies listening to Varmints. It's just such a fun show and you get so much out of it. So check it out. Uh, find Varmints. Uh, it links in the show notes. <laughs> or check them out at blazingcariboustudios.com. Uh, you know what that means. That sound means it's time to go. Uh... Ah, God, I just hope it's not going to jury duty. Ah. All right. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening uh, each and every week. Again, thank you to everybody who's left their reviews on iTunes and and anywhere. And and all of you listening right now or subscribed to the show, 
again, if you dig the show, share it out, share it with a friend, share it on social media, whatever you dig, because that's the best way to help me. Reviews are great, but just sharing the show is awesome. And remember, you can get the links to all of those news stories and pictures of a Chinese man in a dress and the video of the tiny little uh, concrete houses all in the show notes at oddtatout.blogspot.com. Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. It just comes right to you. And, And... Remember, you can always get in touch with me on Facebook and Twitter at OddDadOut, or if you're old school, just email me, OddDadOut at gmail.com. I'm still taking submissions for recommended listening features. And remember, if you send me one, you will be entered for a chance to win an OddDadOut goodie bag that I have yet to piece together. Uh, Anyway, all that rambling aside... Thank you so much for listening in. And because I still haven't come up with a more original way to end the show, thank you and good night. Good night.